everyone, and welcome again to another great edition of Talking Ticks. I'm your host, Scott Gerard, joined as always by my co-host, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Uh, kind of a light week for the Tigers, but we got a few things to get into, and we are going to do that shortly. But first, just want to remind you folks, uh, please follow us on Twitter if you're not already do so, at Talking Ticks. Uh, we're also on Facebook as the Talking Ticks podcast, and you can find us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and TikTok as well. Uh, before we get going, just want to check in with the co-host and uh, and see how you guys are doing. Uh, well, Scott, I got got some bad news. As I told as I told you, Daniel, and all the podcast listeners last week, I was so excited because I was getting my Burrow poster. If you remember, been trying yeah. to get this thing signed for eight months. <laughs> Finally, sent it in. They did the signing. I saw the video. I mean, saw the pictures and the video. And Joe's in there, and he's got the sharpies. He's signing. I mean, he's just—it's just looked like a great time. And then I get a uh, so so I'm all excited, and I just can't wait to see my poster. And I get a faithful call on like Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning of last week, this past week, and I was like, and, and it, it's from Tampa, Florida. And I knew that was the that was my contact. Like that's how I got you know how I got my poster submitted or whatever was through through this company in Tampa. And this woman call this woman answers or you know answers the phone. And she's like, um, "Hey, I just wanted to let you know that unfortunately Joe could not sign your poster. His his handlers from Fanatics, and I'm calling you out, Fanatics. You know you know who you are, Scott. I think you you actually worked for Fanatics one time, didn't you?" I did. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, for the uh, Alabama Georgia title game. Yeah. Well, you know, never again. <laughs> because, Why do I have to boycott him? What happened? Because the people, fanatics wouldn't let him sign artwork because it wasn't, quote, licensed. Oh. So, so I sent him it. So, so, like, supposedly they turned away like 50% of the stuff that people paid. Like, I, I did not, this thing was not cheap. Like, I paid a pretty penny to have my. Uh, poster signed by joe burrow and they turn they just turned it all away no he can't sign it the only thing he could sign were helmets and uh jerseys if they were licensed those and then there's like you know the commemorative balls where it's like white like it has the white leather he could sign those and uh and that was it um so they so they turned me away and I know it was horrible. And like the one, I mean, I'll be honest, like the, the first woman who called me basically had, no, I was, I was devastated. I was like, what do I do? She was like, well, you can go on our website and buy one of our helmets, but like, okay. The helmet was double the price of what I paid to have my poster signed. So she was like, you can use this as a credit. And like, you know, so I was like, okay, wait, so you're going to make me pay for this. And you're and I, I submitted it like three times. Like I, I called him like three times before I submitted the poster and asked him like, okay, this is what I want. Like, is it okay? Like, I'm gonna get the poster signed. Like, here's my poster. I'm putting it in the mail. Is this fine? And then when they got it, like I got confirmation from FedEx. And when they got it, I called them that day, like the day that it was received. I was like, hey, I just wanted to make sure the poster got submitted properly. Like, is everything okay? Is it, if it's damaged, like I can, I, I've got, I can overnight it. Like I was checking all the boxes and the whole time they were like, Oh yeah, it's perfect. We can't wait. It's going to look so good. Like we've seen, you know, people do this all the time and like, it's going to be great. So 
they, you know, they shed blame. They say it's not us, it's fanatics. They wouldn't let him sign it. I don't really care. Although I just think it's stupid. It's like, why? Well, actually, I know why. Because guess who sells all the licensed products? Fanatics. So like, I get it, kind of. Like, I think it's stupid. I think it's, uh, I I think it's like a a poor way to just, you know, extract as many dollars as possible from from these bands. It's a racket. Mm -hmm. No, no. Yeah, it's a total racket. Um, the consolation prize, which I'm not very happy about, but I guess it's better than nothing, maybe, is that I'll now be getting a licensed picture. They only have two, like they're like there. I was like, okay, well, like what can I do? Because I was like, I don't want a helmet. I can't. I'm not going to pay double for the helmet that I don't want. And the girl and the guy was like, the girl like was basically like, I don't know. You just have to figure it out. I called like another person and the guy was like, um, well, have you looked at our pictures? So they have like a nice high, high quality, like glossy picture of like an action shot. They only have two options, which is again, another terror. It's like, what you only took, you only have two pictures of Joe Burrow from the whole season. But anyways, they have a cool picture of him like scrambling. So I'm going to get that one. So they're going to sign that one. I'm going to get like a little bit of a refund off what I paid for it. And then they're going to apply that. This is kind of another kind of racket thing, but I guess it's, it's whatever (laughs) he's going to apply the credit that I got to from, from like, because the picture is like cheaper than what, what the poster would have cost. He's going to apply that credit to then frame the poster next to the picture. And then they're going to put something on the other side. So it's going to be like a three piece frame setup. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's, saga. it's like, it's so it's something, I mean, it's, yeah, it is, something. but it's not, it's not a, it's not a signed Joe Burrow poster. No. Well, uh, at least they're trying to make amends. I would say, wow, they, they, I know they're not going to stiff you, right? Cause they would have some, some serious exposure there. That's like a, what, what you call a, uh, you know, the bait and switch, but uh, at least they're trying to work it out. Uh, it sucks. It's not what you, you really wanted. Uh, but I don't know. I, I imagine, well, you said it was a, it was a good action shot. That's good. At least it's not like the, the one where he's, he's getting his pants pulled down. <laughs> that would actually be a pretty legendary, to be honest. You got in that, you can pay extra for like what they call an inscription, which is like, he writes something and like, you like put out, like you have him write, like you could get three, you can only get three words. You could you just have him write like good night mood or something like that. <laughs> That's the extent of his literary ability. Right. Wow. Daniel still he, he won national championship and one Heisman, a, a one Heisman later and Daniel's still calling out Joe. <sighs> this is the hill that I'll die on. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's all right. Makes for a good story. Uh, you can tell the grandkids why this uh, hall of fame quarterback is still not. He's still not, he'll win he'll he'll win like five super bowls and like a couple mvps and dana will be like ah he's always overrated yeah <laughs> uh, it's, it's not him it's belichick on the wrong side of history on this one oh speaking of did you guys see the patriots got cam newton yeah like, to a one-year deal though which is kind right, of crazy. literally like the league minimum He's getting he's getting paid he's getting paid less to play for uh play for the Patriots than he was getting paid to play for Auburn. That's a fact. You can you can look that up. 
Okay. Now that uh, Tommy has aired his grievances with fanatics, um, I wanted just to shout out the Talking Tigs TikTok. We had our most viewed video of all time this past weekend, 42,000 views on one. It was a clip from uh, college game day when we played against Florida this past year. Of course, so putting on the, the Tiger heads. So that got the people going up to almost 3,000 followers. So go uh, check us out on there for more big hitters. Big I hitters. Action. Yeah. And uh, speaking of big hitters, uh, it looks like LSU might lose one because um, we've got some, uh, I guess you could call it recruiting slash transfer news. Um, I-, I can toss it to you, Daniel, because there's kind of a follow-up there. But uh, Marcel Brooks, uh, outside linebacker, I guess, I don't know, he he came in as like a safety. Uh, and then they wanted to convert him to linebacker because LSU was thin there. Um, and he actually had a, a good, good year last year. He showed a lot of promise. They thought he was going to be, um, one of these guys that could kind of fill in because LSU's basically losing its linebacking core, at least it's starting linebacking core. But, um, yeah, I don't know, Daniel, is it, uh, I don't know if there is much, much word on the reason why, but, um, another casualty to the transfer portal. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a rough scene for the LSU defense with multiple people dipping out in the past few weeks. And Marcel Brooks, it was really a shock, at least to me, and I think most of everybody, because he was one of the rising young stars on that defense and looked to be building on his limited role last year and a pretty significant one this year since we lost so many starters. But he decided to what looks to be pursue greener pastures elsewhere. Most of the rumors have been centered around his position like you said he was typically playing safety I think he also played some wide receiver coming out of high school but he he was being pushed to move to linebacker outside linebacker position by the LSU coaching staff and he was I think a little bit undersized for that role so they were trying to get him to put on weight and then apparently he couldn't just like pack on the pounds he was topping out at like 190 or something which is not huge for a SEC linebacker and then so he was a little bit upset with that so I think he just wanted to play safety and with Jacoby Stevens and Kerry Vincent and maybe Todd Harris coming back then the the pickings might have been slim there so uh, I guess hopefully we'll find out a little bit more later he hasn't technically transferred anywhere yet but that's kind of the word on the street I know Tommy's got some some deep dives on this one yeah you know it's kind of it's it's live by the sword die by the sword the, uh, the transfer portal has been very good to us, uh, you know, the past few years with Joe Burrow and then now with uh, Jabril Cox. You know, we've had a lot of success pulling people out. But, um, you know, it, it was bound to happen, I guess, with the way that college football is now. You know, people have said it, we've said it, but free agency is here in some way or another. And a very talented player in Marcel Brooks, who I was – ecstatic about i love the way he played last year as a freshman i always looked for i mean you know whenever nine was on the field you usually thought about burrow but when uh we were on defense and nine came in i was always excited to see what he had what he had to offer because he was just a a, you know offer a real spark to the defense i think that um i think that this is kind of a product of some growing pains from going from aranda to uh to bo pelini because he played you're right, Daniel. Like for for a SC, for a traditional SEC linebacker, he's small. But for a, a three four linebacker, like he played, which you know he was kind of um, he didn't he wasn't an every down guy last year. And I don't know if they uh, you know if 
if Miranda hadn't left and if he was still staying here, I don't know if he would have necessarily been um, the every down kind of outside linebacker, stand up the end kind of pass rusher guy that um, maybe Caleb on chase on was. Uh, I think that, and I think that he, that some of the challenges you described would be even more, you know, accentuated if he was still, if he was still play, trying to compete for a linebacker spot, because the thing is, is you're right. He was, a, he was recruited as a safety. He's a little bit of a, of a skinnier guy. He's extremely fast. Um, but with, with our new, with what I assume Bo Pelini is going to try and do with our new, with our new defense, I, you know, I wonder if he kind of felt like he was getting squeezed out because he just didn't have a role. You know, the safety safety room is getting filled more filled and filled up and filled up by the day with more and more talent. We've recruited so many good safeties, you know, younger than him in the both in both his class, the last class, and now you know future classes like the twenty one class. And then from the other side, you know, he just is not going to be able to compete with like now a four, three D end, which is kind of what, you know, he'd be moving into or more of like a weak side linebacker in that four, three, you still got to be a pretty big guy to play that in the four, three. So I think it's unfortunate. It makes sense to me uh, just from the, you know, I don't like it. I don't like it when anybody leaves, especially a talented player like that, because, you know, he was, I mean, he was a, uh, you saw, you know, I'm sure you saw it. I don't know if you saw Scott. People were sharing right when he announced he was leaving that video of him right after the Bama game when he ran up yeah. with Grant Delpit. Yeah, he ran up to all the to the to the recruit. You know, at the Bama game when we beat them, there were all these recruits um, there for their official visits, and Grant Delpit and Jamar Chase and and uh, Marcel Brooks run up and are like, "Come here! Like, don't you know? Forget Bama. You got to come to LSU. Like, this is the place to be." So like he was always like a a vocal like like you know really like pumped up guy. I mean also can't forget like he 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 was in the the get the gad video, right? He was one of those people. So I hate to see somebody who had such like a good impact his freshman year leave, but it does make sense to me that uh, that he might you know he might be kind of left without much of a place or without a place that he likes, you know, where he feels like he fits in. And then I think something that we've seen is in the rumors as they talk about him moving, and I, I'd be interested to see what y'all think about where he's going to end up. But Dave Aranda has not been, uh, since he moved to Baylor, he has not been shy about trying to take his favorite talent from LSU, both in recruits and in coaches. You know, he pulled he pulled some... Uh, he pulled uh, Munoz, Munoz, Jorge Munoz, the mm-hmm. offensive uh, guy, right. offensive talent. And then he also pulled, I want to say, a defense, defensive analyst. Wasn't that right? Yeah, that yeah. was a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, yeah. And then on the recruiting front, you know, he was, uh, he was making plays like right when he got the job at some of our recruits that, ha- that were pretty much committed to LSU and we're going to sign in February. There were reports that Aranda was like, "Hey, why don't you switch your recruit, switch your uh, commitment, and come to Baylor?" So I would not be surprised. And I think if I had to put money on it right now, I would say that uh, that Marcel Brooks will be a bear in the fall. What do y'all think? That's possible. Um, I would say one other landing spot. I mean, because he's from Texas, so um, I don't know. I'm sure he's got. Uh, 
lots of options there. There's probably, you know, guys you played with growing up that, that are, that are uh, on those teams. Um, but another uh, LSU transfer, Eric Monroe, uh, actually decided where he's going to go. He's going to Texas Tech. Um, and he was from Houston. So I don't know. I would say that's, that's also an option. You know, Eric Monroe, once he found out he, you know, that uh, Marcel was in the transfer pool, he said, hey, man, come join me. Um, we, we could, we could rule it over here. Uh, cause you know, big 12, uh, they don't really play defense, especially, especially not in the secondary. Uh, so that, that's an option, but I think he hit the nail on the head. He, he probably saw what, you know, they're con- converting over with Bo Pelini's system and yeah, he just, he couldn't put on the weight. He, he was brought in as one thing and they wanted him to do something else. And he, he excelled at it. You know, Orgeron said he was probably the, one of the fastest guys on a field that they had. And uh, that's why he looks so explosive there. So, yeah, we were all looking forward to that. Um, but no more. A loss. But I don't know. I think um, I, I think LSU will be fine. It's just someone that we saw last season, that magical season that we wanted to, uh, to see continue. But you know, I get it. Um, I wonder if it's, you know, kind of like the NFL where if you, if you win a title on a team, you're, you, you know, there's this pressure off of you. And it's like, I don't ever have to ever want for that again because I already have it. So you could pretty much go anywhere you want, you know, um, kind of like Tom Brady when he left the Patriots, like he has nothing left to prove to anybody. So he can go anywhere he wants and it doesn't matter. Uh, imagine, you know, anytime you win a, a title, like it opens you up to do other things because now he's not, well, I want to play more. That's one thing, but I want to play somewhere where I can win. He'd have to do that now. He can just go where he's going to enjoy playing and is going to get a, you know, finish out his career the way he wants to. So um, I get it. It's, it sucks to lose him, but um, I I mean, I totally understand. Um, I would say if LSU hadn't won last year, maybe he would, you know, stick it out just because he wants to be on a team that's uh, working towards something, but. You know, I don't think they're going to top that. I think that's that was you know one of the reasons maybe why Aranda and some of these other guys left. It's like, well, we won a title here, so uh, now that kind of opens up me to just pursue whatever I want because I don't have to worry about not ever having that and what that might feel like. You know, because I already have it. So uh, I don't know. I don't think that's the main reason he left, but I imagine it's part of it. Um, but plenty of guys behind them, like you said, Jabril Cox is coming in. He 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 doesn't have to put on weight; he's already there. Um, but it's a shame. I mean, he you know he had pretty good stats. I mean, he play, only played eight games, but I mean, he caught our attention. He caught the rest of the fan base's attention. <sighs> he really so, stepped up for us when when Michael Divinity was was you know asked to leave the team, sidelined, right, sidelined. However you want to say it, you know that was a I rem- I remember. We were on the podcast. It was, uh, you know, the three of us and and uh, our buddy Josh LeMoyne at LSU Truth. And we were talking about what do we do when – and I remember Josh saying it, saying it like it was yesterday. He was like, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We just lost our, our uh, number one sack leader on the team, you know, and that's going to be a big hole. And, and uh, you know, he wasn't – we're not sure how we're going to fill it, but we got to fill it. Well, Marcel Brooks filled that hole – did an, you know, a great job and had great plays, got considerable playing time, both in SEC games, SC championship and the playoff games. Um, but, you know, he, he almost made it like, 
I mean, I don't even remember. I never remember thinking during the time that Divinity was out. I never remember thinking, man, I wish Michael, if Michael Divinity was in right now, that play would have been made. You know what I mean? So um, I think that it it is, it is a big loss and I understand it, but I'm not going to, and I think we will be, I think you're right, Scott, we're going to be okay, but it's a big loss. Yeah, just to uh, jump in on the potential landing destinations, like you said, uh, TCU, since it's really close to his hometown outside of Dallas, one a lot of people are saying. And the other one is University of Texas, which the rumors were that he was uh, almost close to committing to them back before he committed to LSU. Like Texas made a late push for him in his high school recruitment. And so that would be pretty crazy if he ended up leaning back towards them and then put on the burnt orange jersey to play against LSU this upcoming season. Uh, so I'm sure that would be some smack talking between him and Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall over the top. And then one last thing was that I'd heard that some of the LSU coaches were a bit critical of his pass coverage abilities, which is another reason why they were trying to move him away from safety. They just said he couldn't really match step with some of the speedy receivers, which is really what you need in this day and age when the air raid and high octane offenses are becoming all the more lethal, especially with Alabama. They're all their receivers and in teams like that. So hopefully good luck to him wherever he ends up. But uh, like I was saying, it would be pretty wild to see a Brooks number nine Texas Jersey on the field against LSU this year coming into Tiger stadium, you know, the booze will be loud. I think, you know what, what nobody wants to talk about also. And uh, that, that I think is probably the main factor is why he's leaving is of course, they're going to have to take his number away because we're retired. We're retiring uh, nine. So I think Marcel is just like, you know what, if you're taking nine away, then I'm leaving. That's it. No one wants to talk about it, but Tommy's got that good insight. <laughs> I mean, he was, they, they uh, sources say he was talking with the coaches before he, you know, he made this decision. So obviously they, they kind of told him what he needed to hear, whether it was, Hey, we understand, you know, go, go pursue your dreams or like, Hey, we'd love you to stay, but you know this is all we can offer. Um, we we can't give you nine. Sorry, <laughs> but I, I I don't know. Well, I guess I guess we'll see. Um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, else should be fine. Um. Anyway, I don't think I think that was pretty much it for LSU football news. But the um, you know the ever changing out- outlook on you know, the, the college football season, will they or won't they? Um, I don't know. There was, there was some talk this week. The NCAA, I guess they have a coronavirus ad, advisory panel, and they were talking about, you know, how, how to go moving forward if we, if we do that. And, you know, I guess because of these, you know, rash of outbreaks of uh, players on teams, uh, LSU uh, obviously – uh, getting you know getting tested positive for this virus they're thinking well how can we how can we change the interactions you know on the sidelines because that's something we have to look out for and I thought all right well really but like I guess they're worried about some some coaches and players on the sidelines you know they don't want some guy messing up on the field and coming off the sideline and coach like grabbing his face mask and yelling in his face just spitting in his mouth <laughs> exactly more or less you know it's like how, you know, how do you but how do you change that uh you know this is you know it's like he can 
put something on the iPad and you know send it back down or whatever. But <laughs> you just maybe you just have a guy. You have a you have one of those uh, like one of those student coach you know like student helpers like the ones who hold the signs like or do the symbols. You have one of those with a whiteboard and the coach just says like you idiot and he holds it up. <laughs> no, just a piece of uh, clear plexiglass that you know it's super thin. They could just uh, put it in between them. Like, so you're, in, like you're in prison. <laughs> <laughs> or or anywhere in, in the in public nowadays. Well, like that's a, true. Well, we no, but we basically are in prison. We're in prison uh, in our own country. They I talk to each it. other the, with two tin cans on a string, like six feet away. And the hey, we're in I prison, and the warden is Dr. Fauci. Oh, stop it! Uh, well, actually, there was a, an LSU professor this week, a professor of uh, epidemiology, that said he doesn't think that. Uh, you know, if they, you know, that they should really have games in Tiger Stadium this fall, or at least not games with, you know, I guess fans. Um, obviously, Scott Woodward wouldn't go for that. He was saying, you know, that they, they had thought of uh, maybe requiring, you know, if they have games and if they have uh, fans come back to any degree, you know, that they would, might require them to wear, uh, you know, a face, not a face mask, uh, just a mask uh, for the game. So... I don't know. That would be weird, right? Just all these people uh, trying to sing neck, but they got a they got a mask on their face. Uh, they would just. It, but one thing is for sure. However, this comes out, it's going to be different. Maybe even a little weird. But it's like all these guys are thinking about this. Um, yeah, it's just not going to be. You know, football's not going to be in the same way as we're used to. So I think we have that to look forward to but as long as we get football do we really care yeah also we as fans might have to wait a little bit longer i was reading on tiger droppings uh since i'm a season ticket holder obviously i'm interested in what they're going to do there. Brag. <laughs> you know uh multi-year season ticket holder but this guy <laughs> multi, on tiger multi-lineage season ticket holder <laughs> yeah this guy on tiger droppings which obviously could be dubious i mean you can post anything on there but he said that he had emailed the season ticket office this is just yesterday asking kind of what was going on and they responded to him that the process will be delayed until august and so we have a better idea of the cap- capacities that will be allowed in tiger stadium so it looks like they're not making any final decisions until august but then they said that we'll send out an email this week, the week of June 29th, uh, with information and updated timeline for selections, meaning like seat preference stuff in August. So it looks like we're going to get a, hopefully a trickle of information now and then kind of the final decision until August. They're kind of playing their cards a little bit close to the chest there and going to the very last second, uh, which is kind of tough for the fans because people like to plan travel and, and all that type of stuff. But I don't know what they're they're gonna do, but fingers crossed. All the all the fans out there, there's still time to get your priority points. So donate, 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 because you're probably gonna need them if you're gonna want. I I have a feeling, Dano. I wouldn't be surprised if like you don't get your typical seats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, The only thing is that they they just can't allow it to happen. Where if there's like no games they have to give you a refund, but still let you keep your priority like points for next year, like oh, your, yeah. your seats. Because if they did it where the fans basically have to eat their money in order to keep their seats for next year, then there's going to be an hour. A riot. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, these tickets are thousands of dollars and you're not just, I mean, maybe yeah. you can like write it off on your taxes or something, but probably not. And just to like get your spots for next year, then LSU is rolling in the cash. They got to pay for those new uh, letters outside the library somehow. But um, 
<laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so the fans will, will not be too happy about that. So fingers crossed. I, I mean, you know, they'll probably give the, the big donors, the Alabama and the Ole Miss game and Auburn, uh, or no, Auburn's away. And Auburn's away, uh, yeah, yeah, Alabama and Ole Miss and uh, Mississippi State. And then the little guys will be stuck with UTSA and uh, Nickel State hey, up in section XXY934 in the top deck. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, I, I, I got to say, the first game of the season, even though it's normally like a, like, you know, a scrub team and like it's kind of, I always think that's one of the funnest games of the year. Like, I enjoy being there the first game. You know what I mean? They wear the white. It's one of the first Yeah, time. you're looking forward to see the people come out. Yeah. It's a nice, you know, it gets cool, like, right around, right, right about halftime is when it starts to get cool. <laughs> Everybody's just hyped for it. There's a chance you might see some uh, true freshman talent if we start blowing people out. True. Um, everybody's a little uh, – little in the zone <laughs> this year this year we might get might get to see uh might get to see maybe tj finley spin it a little bit or not because because if some people have it their way we won't get to see anybody spin it are you saying i have as good chance of starting for lsu as tj finley does <laughs> i think so <laughs> i think that i think that in a season in a season in which the season doesn't happen we all have as good a chance as anybody to be the starter mm-hmm Right. But we probably just wouldn't get a scholarship offer. Yeah. We'd be a preferred walk on. Right. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I guess they're just gonna, that's all they can do is play it by ear because the last thing they want to do is be responsible for some huge outbreak spike, whatever. Um, but I guess we'll wait and see. We'll that's all we can do. You know, it, I don't think it, you got to think that no matter what happens, like no matter what happens, no matter if LSU, if LSU made every single person go in a bubble and wear bubbles to the game, there, some, some critic who doesn't want, who thinks that we should all be living in our bathrooms with the doors locked and we should have our, mo- our food slid under the door by a robot. Uh, th- they would say no matter what the safety precautions that any of these sports team, any of these sports stadiums took, they would say an outbreak has occurred because of the sporting event and everyone involved needs to be executed on the spot. Like, and so I, yeah, I feel like I feel bad for these, for these, you know, I feel bad for Scott Woodward. Who's trying, he's like, you know, his job is to direct the athletics and to court and to make sure that these guys get on the field and to make sure that LSU athletic department achieves all of its goals of, you know, putting out a great product. Yeah. You can't, you can't overpromise and handcuff yourself to that also, because if you say like, Oh, we're going to have a hundred percent capacity and welcome to Tiger stadium this fall. And then, some catastrophic event happens and then you yank people's tickets away. That's almost as bad. Like I'd rather just kind of be strung out till the end. I don't know if you feel the same way or not, but. Well, this is my thought. It's if, if, if we're all wearing masks and that, let's say it reduces the chances of getting it by like 90% or, or whatever it is, just give out a hundred, th- you know, give out a mask to people as they walk in the stadium. If they don't already have one, that is, you're not going to be able to social distance uh, unless you just already limit the number of people you're letting in the stadium. But I, I don't think that's what they're talking about. Just if you're going to make them wear a mask, just give it away, you know, uh, or you could say free, free masks to the first 50,000 fans this Saturday at Tiger stadium, something like that. It could even be, they could have their own mask 
that's a they could advertise sell advertising space on it something you know uh, what though like if yeah no scott you're you're totally right though all the sports teams if they need if they want to like if they want to get people like wearing masks or at least like accept you know doing the mask thing they got to do like it's got to be promotion every week needs to be almost like you know it'd be kind of cool actually you know what my, this is my prediction i think you're going to see this uh you can mark this down we'll we'll clip it in the fall when it happens i think man this is such a good idea like this is so good this is the only you only get this kind of content on talking tigs I'm I, know, I, I wish we could fund fifty thousand. Uh, this I is do. what you what you need to get is oh no if we if we, get, we actually we might make talking tigs masks mark my words but uh all the sororities like you know the buttons we yeah. heart the tigers kd hearts the tigers you know five you beat beat florida they're gonna make masks and uh, the masks are gonna say kd heart that that's totally what needs to happen and like i dana we're gonna make we're, we're making a mask company because like that needs to be happening we're gonna we'll call it like sorority masks or something i don't know um game day masks but like that is that's totally a thing and if lsu or you know major league baseball nfl if they did promotional masks for every game where like you said first fifty thousand fans get your you know, get your floor, beat Florida uh, mask on or get your, uh, you know, beat Bama mask. Like that's, that's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I went to the mall today to go pick up a, to go to the Apple store and pick up something for my boss. And like, you just look at these people, they're all walking around and like most people, like I'd say probably 70% not wear masks. So like the, the, the idea that like I understand what Scott Wilbur's saying and like if they give them out and and somehow like and make make it a certain way, you know maybe it'll work. But like if you just say you got to wear a mask and wear it when you come in, they're just gonna take them off. I mean I might even take it off. It's not comfortable. So like they can't be banking on oh well everybody's just gonna wear masks, or that they're gonna keep them on. Like yeah. are these guys guys in the yellow coats gonna go up and down the aisles and. No, Sorry. that's the truth. Like <laughs> the massacre, <laughs> mask police. They're gonna arrest you. Yeah, I don't think so. They have like un- undercover cops, like people pretending to be fans, like you. They jump you. <laughs> what happens when the undercover cops not wearing a mask? So that way he, because he has to go under deep cover, and he enter. He walks into a group of guys not wearing a mask, but he he would people would know he's the narc if he was wearing the mask. So he walks. He's like, in. "Hello, fellow non-mask wearers. Are you enjoying right. this game? Not wearing a mask." <laughs> he's trying to entrap them for not wearing a mask. Do you do you think that makes someone like uh, Coach O or like some of the coaches? Or even the referees wear a mask on the field. You know, I'm surprised we haven't seen Coach O wear a mask yet. Like in general, he's been you know he's been on TV. He's he's done ads for whatever for for Stay Safe Louisiana or something like that. We yeah. haven't seen him wear a mask. So, um, gosh, I I would I couldn't if I understand him. <laughs> wow, um, I wouldn't do it if I was him. I'd say like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I mean, if if Scott Woodward, hey, uh, would you? I'd say uh, okay, but I really don't want to do this all season. Just let yeah. me know. Um, but I don't know. There's some people because you know a lot of these. Uh, I know Coach O isn't the type to like you know call plays and have to cover his mouth with his with his play call sheets. But I mean, that's that's something they don't have to do anymore. Like Kevin. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> yeah, be calling. See what they're saying. So, 
I think it maybe could be incorporated beyond COVID. Maybe Ooh. they just wear masks. Maybe we all should just wear masks forever now. Yeah, I don't know. I, if we did, I wonder how that would affect uh, humans, you know, on an evolutionary scale. We evolved like car. retractable masks that can just like slide over our mouths. No, I was about to say, it's yeah. like, it's almost like the, like, I just, I got a dog this weekend and like, uh, she has her, she's like one of the breeds where they dock the tail, you know, like they cut off part of it. Oh. And, um, it's like the opposite for us. Like when you're born, they put like this, the, the doctor like puts the mask on you and you just, and it like stays on you forever. <laughs> right. Oh man. I don't know. It's going to be something weird. We're going to see something weird like this fall. You just know, you know, I've never seen that before. Probably never see it again, but here we are, 2020. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else? Oh, well, you know what? I don't know. I did see something um, uh, from from LSU baseball, actually. Um, They uh, they have their own version of the, you know, the number the number 18 that that LSU football wears. Uh, LSU baseball has its version of it uh and it, theirs is actually number eight and this year that will go to pitcher matthew beck he's going to be wearing number eight this year uh whenever however they start back up um i don't know i, I saw something about uh major league baseball and how they were going to tweak things like they were going to have something available to the pitchers so they could dip their fingers in so that they wouldn't lick their fingers to like grip the ball or, or something like that. Again, that pine tar. I know. I'm like, wait, really? I mean, it's, it's not like the batters ever touching the ball. I mean, I know that people are hitting it, you know, grabbing with their hands to, to make a play after the ball is hit, but no spitballs allowed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, you just, you can't lick your fingers to like, you know, because your hands get dry from touching that dry leather all day. So, uh, I don't know. It's just weird. But anyway, we kind of got – I got off point. Matthew Beck's going to get to wear number eight next year. So, uh, there's that. Uh, good for him. Um, it's actually going to be his fifth season uh, because the NCAA awarded all spring athletes uh, an extra year of eligibility because of uh, all this – coronavirus pandemic stuff uh and they expect him to kind of lead the pitching staff and help out of the bullpen whenever need be um yeah uh, i don't know uh i look forward to it i mean he's he's got the experience so it's uh it's it's quite an honor to get number eight you know it's the same as 18 so good for him yeah well, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for any anything, really. So good for him. Glad he's going to get to wear number eight. And uh, maybe one day we'll, we'll get to see him pitch, but I doubt it. Right. We'll um, I would say, you know, with everything, it's all these sports that are trying to figure out how to ease back into, to you know, whatever it was going to be the new normal. I think basketball is probably going to have the worst time. Yeah. Right, because they're the ones that are closest together. They're they're wearing, you know, the least amount of clothes, and there's just sweat flying everywhere. Uh, I, I don't know. I think basketball is going to be the, the hardest one to figure out. Uh, and I, I don't know. I guess the NBA is going to start up not too too long from now. So I guess that'll be a good indication to see how that plays out. But yeah, a month from tomorrow, Pelicans are on opening night. They had to get that Zion money in there. Oh yeah. 
maybe we'll just maybe we'll just kind of if if LSU like if, if things aren't looking good for uh for uh for LSU at that point maybe we'll just become talking pels <laughs> pondering pels on pondering pels yeah that's a good pondering one. pels there you go uh I, I mean i'm down i gotta do a lot more a lot more research because I, I haven't i haven't followed basketball in a while especially not the pelicans um, i've watched one pel i watched i watched zion's like first game when he got uh when he was, was like off injury pointers. yeah he had like a good game i think he didn't he, he started off kind of like weak in the first half then came out real real strong yeah, and then he knocked down like four threes in a row and like everybody was going crazy. And that was like all the threes he made like for the rest of the season. But it was still pretty funny. <laughs> I did see the NFL. They said that they're going to not have anybody sit in the first. I think it's eight rows of the yeah. stadiums. I don't know if y'all had mentioned that. I guess I just to create too. some sort of, of air gap and bubble between the players, coaches, and then the, the common folk up in the stands. I'm sure the, the big wigs who pay for the upfront seats aren't too happy about that. You don't get to see Mr. Um, Mr. Saint or like who are the, Sir, the crazy Sir Saint? Sir Saint. Well, there's like the guy who wears the Batman stuff. There's the Joker guy. Oh, oh, and then, and then like the Pope, like the, the there, Saint Pope. The Pope guy, yeah. <laughs> the Saint fanatics. Lot to the cameras, lot to pan back to find them. It's been some Saints underground talk for you. <laughs> wow! Shout out to shout out to our roots. Yeah, I'm back to the roots. Um, so I don't know, the, anything else pop out to you guys? We, did we pretty much just, uh, I think, that's the, I think that's the big news. If I hear anything from the, the ticket office this week, as far as update, I'll have that for y'all next Monday and, um, hope y'all have a, a good 4th of July weekend coming up here. Oh yeah. Um, that's right. Have y'all seen the thing about how people are like shooting fireworks in New York like every single night just and they like they don't know who in, it is just in protest of they're like banning fireworks, right? Yeah. They're like put on these huge like firework displays like in the middle of Manhattan and then the police are like what is going on? <laughs> yeah, good luck finding them in a sea of like 8 million. Go for it. Uh no, but yeah, that's that brings up a good point. Um I'm going to I don't know, I got to find some place to watch the fireworks. So I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that being changed any in, in any fashion. Because um, most big cities have their own fireworks displays, and people just, you know, set up picnic blankets and, and watch the fireworks. So yeah, uh, I don't. Do you guys have any special plans? Uh, I'm gonna go see my dog. My dog isn't she like my apartment isn't isn't uh, dog friendly at the moment. So she's <laughs> living with my girlfriend in Mobile. So gonna go do some dog stuff there you go yeah i don't have anything huge planned at this point hopefully I'll figure something out i mean at least eat some good food see some family have a little little fun time but we'll see yep yeah yeah i don't know exactly yeah hopefully i'll go maybe i'll go see a friend uh go, go back to the hometown where it all began uh maybe we'll watch their fireworks display not sure yet uh we'll figure it out um, but whatever we do, we're gonna gonna have fun, be safe, all that jazz, and uh, we're gonna keep our eyes and ears to the ground for any new uh, LSU news that comes out this week, so that we can have it for you folks next week, like we do every week here on Talking Ticks. So uh, until then, have a good Fourth of July, stay safe, and uh, tune in next time, and we'll talk to you again on Talking Ticks. Mm-hmm.